Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're all having a great day. My name is Daniel Roto. I will be your host. And with me, I have uh, Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing today, Father? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm having one of those days, we've heard this before, you know, where I just woke up and felt like, kind of grumpy. And, uh, but I was, I, I've been waking up at like 4 a.m. and then not really getting back to sleep. So between like quarter to six and quarter after six, I fell back, I fell back asleep for a little bit. But, uh, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired. Yeah. I, I got to get back on a better sleep routine and do some things about that. And, um, yeah. And then mass, you know, we had mass this morning on online, which is getting like mass with the camera is getting, yeah old and a little frustrating and so we did we had a bad connection we ended up connecting to the somehow the phone ended up connecting to the wi-fi down at the office which has like one bar so we just had bad connection um at the mass this morning at catholic duluth on facebook and so that was a little then irritating and so and now we've been (laughs) sitting here figuring out how to move this good conversation, you know, and, and that uh, we can stay focused on a, a particular theme. And <laughs> we only talked about it for like 45 minutes. Yeah, so. <laughs> me struggling to like unlock the part of my brain that knows this stuff, you know, and finally we found it. So it'll be a good conversation, I think, here today in the podcast. How are you, Dan? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like I'm, um, I mean, I don't know, it goes, it's every day is different. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I feel like uh, yesterday was kind of a good day. I'm trying to like build that momentum through That's the quarantine. Through yeah, through through like the quarantine, just to like have motivation to do stuff. To you know, I realized yesterday that I was like, oh, I haven't taken a shower in two days. <laughs> like I, because I just didn't think about it. Because you know, I like it, it, you're it was, not going anywhere. Because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean. Luckily, I was. It was actually really nice. We, you know, for the Easter vigil, I came in um, uh, red. So it, it was. It was nice to do that. And it was like, you know, I got like dressed up. Yeah, and I was, like, dressed I was, up. I was like, this best. is like this is nice to you know have a reason to leave the house without <laughs> you know like with more than sweatpants on or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's uh, it's amazing what that does for the brain, though, yeah. right? And so, but then like Sunday, you know, just kind of like celebrating the e- Easter, and then. Um, like normally I'll, you know, take a shower after workout and then yesterday I was just I just kind of just did the day kind of just went and I didn't work out and I was like, Oh, I didn't do that and I was like, I haven't taken a shower in two days. <laughs> just one of those like <laughs> one of those like, Oh, huh. Yeah, that that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so just one of those just weird quarantine things that's just like you know, I've never I know it's been a while since I haven't it's been two days since I've taken a shower. So Not- Thought I smelled something when you came in here too. <laughs> I took a shower this morning. <laughs> I know. I had to be. Uh, I had to be somewhat presentable. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're showering again. Yeah. That's 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 yeah. a, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a that's good. a big step, you so know, in the gain, midst of this, you know. Gaining momentum. Gaining, gaining momentum. momentum. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna shower at least once a week. That's good momentum, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's good. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I mean, what what what's going on? This week, well, um, we've got uh, we're in quarantine mode, so you know it's a. I keep saying that it's a marathon, you know, and from the start of this back in the middle of March, you know, I kind of kept telling the staff and every all of us, you know, and reminding myself, okay, this is going to be a marathon. This is this is going to be a long haul. It's not just going to be two weeks, I think, and yeah. 
Um, and I mean, uh, last week got the order that's going till May fourth. May fourth. Which yeah, that's th- three more weeks. Kind of makes it sink in even more, you know. Yeah. And so it's um, and it is. It's a different way of thinking. Like, okay, what do we need to do now? Based on on that, you know, and um, and and keeping a balance for for ourselves and trying to help others, you know, strike a good healthy balance in the midst of just all of our routines being thrown off. And so, um, so yeah, so we're doing daily mass at eight a.m. on Catholic Duluth. Going to try to be really consistent with that, just like our regular daily masses. We're going to continue to do that. So Monday through Thursday, essentially. And then Sunday mornings, you know, at 9 a.m., we'll do Mass 2 on Facebook. We'll have some music involved with that. Um, I'm going to be doing a 10 a.m. Mass on, or 9 a.m. Mass on Wednesdays with the Stella Mari students, I think. I, I thought you said 10 a.m. Yeah, it, it changed to 9. Okay. So i got to get right. that word out today. and um, So I think we're doing 9 a.m. Um, and uh, the Women of the Word have started up. They're going to do 11 o'clock on Monday on a Zoom call, so people can either call into that or they can video conference into it. Um, so that's going to be, that's kind of gearing up and going to be going on. This week we're walking our way through the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 o'clock every day, um, moving towards the Feast of Divine Mercy, which will be this coming Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm hoping the weather's nice on Sunday, so one of the ideas I have in my head is to bring the Divine Mercy image outside, actually, so people can readily come and maybe venerate it and encourage people to do that. Um, but so this is the thing of, like, there's lots of ideas, okay, like, what do we do? So these ideas run through our heads, yeah. and then it's like, okay, do we do this or do we not do it? Um, and so that's one of the things of, you know, kind of what's going on is, like, trying to figure out what do we do, what don't we do? Yeah. What's uh, too much? What's, what's not, too what's, much? What's not enough? What's not enough, yep. So... So yeah, um, we're, and we're continuing to just take it week by week, you know, kind of day by day, but week by week. So we'll just plan the week ahead as we get to that next week and kind of go, okay, what are we doing? So this week it's Divine Mercy Chaplet. That's our main thing. Yeah. Um, and, and the continuation of Mass online. And so um, so yeah, so we're doing a number of different things. Um, the sisters and Deacon John and, and some of the other staff have been calling people just to check in and say hello. So they're kind of working through the list and see how everybody's doing. So we're doing some outreach like that. So, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, you got to change your thinking. And we, we've been, I think, creative to this point and will continue to be. But it's it's a different kind of exhausting, too, of yeah. um talking through the zoom or talking to the phone um video conferencing meetings uh the sisters are telling me this morning about a psychological study that they did just concerning like video meetings because you have to you have to concentrate in a different kind of way and and be more focused you can't really zone out like you can when you're sitting in a room you can kind of zone out and you're still there and you're still listening it's just a whole different mental energy that it takes yeah. I'm really experiencing that. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be important, you know, I, it, for all of us, myself included, to take some days off of screen time, you know. Yeah. Because um, we're we're doing extraordinary amount of it because we're all working through the screen, a lot of us. Um, but then we're also, you know, filling the hours, you know, through the screen. Um, a lot of us are. I know I've gotten sucked into that, you know, and. I just need like two days of like trying to just throw the phone in the lake and yeah. buy one next week. 
<laughs> so, so yeah. So anyways, that's what's going on. <laughs> Should we pray? Yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you in this Easter season for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the gift of calling us uh, to share in life with you. Lord Jesus, you who suffered and died, uh, you who were buried but rose from the dead uh, and ascended to the heavens with uh, a body uh, so that our nature can be united with yours. We praise and glorify you in your goodness and in your love. We thank you for all that you uh, accomplish to save us. Lord, may our hearts always be focused on the salvation uh, that you died to attain for us, that you rose from the dead uh, to give us. Holy Spirit, in these days of Easter, we ask for an outpouring of your anointing and your grace upon us as a community. Anoint our conversation right now and all those who, who listen to our conversation. Mother Mary, we turn to you as well and ask that you intercede for us. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so this week, um, we're going to, uh, it's kind of a topic that I, I've kind of had on my mind for a while now. Um, it sounds like you and your roommate had a conversation after the vigil <laughs> yeah. on this one, eh? Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I've had a lot of, uh, like, kind of just, like, thoughts about it, and then, yeah, kind of bringing it up and talking about it, because I'm just, I'm just, I'm very fascinated by it. It's a really good theological conversation. And um, it's a line that comes uh, from the exultant. Um, Father, do you want to kind of explain the exultant a little bit? Yeah. You want me to? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Oh, yeah, sure. I can. So the exalted is the song that we hear at the beginning of the Easter vigil. So the candle is brought in, right? And all the candles are lit and it's placed. And then it really starts with this, this proclamation to the glory and the goodness of God and how God has saved us um, from our fallen state and that after everything that we've done, he has come and still saved us. And so it's really the Easter proclamation of God's goodness and his love for us and the salvation that he brings and that we, we proclaim that in an extraordinary way on, on Easter night on the Easter Vigil, um, because it's such a beautiful and wonderful thing. So the deacon usually sings it. Um, I sang it one year. Okay. When I was in Hibbing, it was my second year, and uh, I just I turned to Father Gabriel and I said, I want, I want to sing the Exalted once in my life. So can I do it this year? So he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I did. I sang it. Oh, it was horrific. <laughs> it was <laughs> horrific. So I've, I've never sung it again, but... I did do it once. Um, so Deacon Tim sang it really well this year. Was really impressed on and on how he he did with it. And it's not an easy you know thing oh, yeah. to do. So especially, so anyways, yeah. So it's the beginning of the Easter Vigil. So yeah, and you know especially when when, when you like kind of chant it. Yes, yeah. like it's it's long. That's the other thing is it's long. Yep, it's really so, long. Yeah, it, it's a it's a beautiful like. And you're doing it a cappella, you know. And there's a. Yeah. See, with the chant, you know, you're not doing it with any music usually. So it's, you have to have a special talent to be able to do that and, and a certain kind of confidence to do it too. So, I mean, with all of that in mind, you know, you, you said you and your roommate had a particular conversation. Like what, what, 
and there's a part of the exalted that you really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And so there is um, one line that's fairly early in it, um, but it goes, O truly necessary sin of Adam, destroyed completely by the death of Christ. O happy fault that earned for us so great, so glorious a redeemer. I'll read that one more time. O truly necessary sin of Adam, destroyed completely by the death of Christ. O happy fault that earned for us so great, so glorious a redeemer. And I mean, I think that stuck out to me for a couple of different reasons. Um, one is, I mean, that first line, oh, truly necessary sin of Adam. I mean, that's just counterintuitive, I think. Like, why, why was the sin of Adam, this, you know, that sin of humanity that tore us from God necessary? That just doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> and then um, there, and then kind of goes into like, oh, happy fault that earned for us so great a redeemer. I mean, that one, like, makes more sense to me just kind of right away, like, without thinking much about it. Um, But I was like, man, that, like, that is really interesting. Yeah, like, how, like, our sin, like, our our fault, um, like, kind of, like, what we got out of that was pretty cool. Like, you know, it was a pretty good deal for, for, you know, sinning (laughs) of, like, how, like, God came and saved us. But then also, think about, like, what he had to go through to do that. It's like, oh, well... I don't know. Should I be happy about that? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so there's there's a lot there, and kind of um, yeah. So I've I've been thinking about it. Um, I mean, for for probably I mean not just kind of this year. It's kind of for the last couple of years when it, this comes up. I'm like, man, that is really interesting. But still, kind of diving into it more. Like, what is that? What's yeah. that all about? Unnecessary sin of Adam. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that's something we that, kind of want to talk about. Yeah. Today and just just kind of. Um, dive into it a little bit. I mean, there's a lot there. Yeah, there is a lot there. There's, I mean, because you can go a whole bunch of different directions. But let, let's yeah. just talk about too that that dynamic of. Well, it's the reality that God had a plan. Yeah, and that God has a plan. That God, knowing what He wants, and and knowing just that God is all knowing, all powerful, etc. Right. So and He's and He's eternal, but that God had a plan in this. And so he gives us free will, right? So he gave us free will, and because of that, we had the option to choose disobedience and not choose him. It also gives us the ability to choose to love him, right? Yep. So it's it's part of this is the beauty of how he's created us. But that necessary sin of Adam, that God can, from something good that goes bad, God can make great, okay? So like through this process... He actually is able to bring us to something even greater than that original state in which humanity was created. Okay, so that's where this necessary sin of Adam and the oh happy fault comes into play. Is that when we were originally created? So we talk about human nature prior to the fall, prior to original sin happening. Is that we lived in what we would say as justice in God's justice. And when we talk about justice, it, it, justice is simply giving that which is one's due. So whatever is due to one is given to them, right? And so we just live in, basically, it's you live in perfect goodness. So, like, what you need, deserve, or, or are allowed, you get, and you get it in this full freedom-like, okay? 
So we were, you know, it talks about Adam and Eve had walked in the garden with him, right? So they, they were near God. They were with God. Essentially, it's this reality that prior to the fall, yeah, humanity would have just been moved into this heavenly state of being by simply beholding God. So we would have, if, if we hadn't fallen and there wouldn't have been the redemption that, that took place, we would have just lived in justice and in that, we would have lived in what we call the beatific vision. And so we would have, in the heavenly realm, would have just beheld God, like the angels do. Okay? So we've talked in the parish about the book of creation, the book of nature. So we would have been, you know, human beings just beholding God. And that's what the angels do, okay? Now, here's the beauty of how God brings us through this fault and through the redemption to this whole different level now, like it's a recreation really in many ways, is that because we fall in the flesh, the way to save us is through the flesh. So God becomes incarnate. God enters in and unites the divine nature with the human nature in the divine person of Jesus. So now... God, in, in lowering himself, in the second person of the Trinity, in Jesus, takes on the human nature and unites the human nature with the divine nature. That's a whole different ballgame than just the human nature being on its own before God. That God comes to save us because we've now, in our human nature, are just moved towards destruction. He comes to save us because he doesn't want that. And the way in which he does that is by uniting the divine nature to the human nature. And hence, the human nature now can share fully in the divine nature. So that means that in the resurrection, we, if we allow ourselves to be redeemed, become part of God. That we share in the divine nature itself. And so we're brought into the fullness of that mystery um, just as Christ was brought into the, the great destruction of our, our m nature. <laughs> so God became man so that man can become God is an, is an ancient yeah. saying, right? And that is because of the fall. And so we've become more than what we were through this necessary fault and the beauty of such a Redeemer. Because now we don't just stand before God. We are brought into the very life of God. Yeah. And being part of God, not just beholding God. So it, it brings us to this whole new amazing level, um, we believe. So it, it's absolutely the most incredible, mysterious thing to think on. Does that um, make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I, it does. And I, I mean, I guess to a certain extent it doesn't because it's a mystery, right? It is a mystery, but according to our theology, yeah. it's that's the beauty of our, our theology. Like, this is our theological thinking, you know, is that, yeah, we were originally created in God's goodness and in his image and likeness, and we lived in a state of just being around him, with him, right? Mm-hmm. But then we fall, so he has to come in the flesh to redeem us. But in that, he, he takes this bad thing, brings it to a whole new level by saying, now, get, guess what? 
now you're you're fully united with me. Yeah. Um, because I had to unite myself to you in my mercy and my justice had to do that. It you know, you go that's like human two point or something, you know, yeah. like just takes us to a whole different thing. Yeah. And uh one of the things, you know, as we were kind of just even just talking through this beforehand <laughs> that kinda of helped me grasp my mind around it is um so um uh, a priest once uh kind of broke down um Genesis and uh like he went to very extreme and detail about like the fall and even just going into like the faults of like uh, faults of men and the faults of women and how like kind of wounds come from Genesis. And I mean, it was extremely interesting, but one of the things that he talked about was how there was like uh, in the, the ranks of creation, right? So at the top, there'd be God and then angels and then humans and then beasts like animals and then like plants. Am I, am I missing any? Yeah. You, yeah, I missed a couple. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, it's the book of nature. So God's the creator of the book yes. of nature. There's yeah. angels, there's souls of deceased human beings. Um, there's human beings, body and soul. There's animals, plants. What's the last one? So you missed the. W- would it be um, just like earth or rocks, minerals, rock, yeah. minerals. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, kind of talking about how like angels are above humans. At, at the point of creation and at the point of the fall, angels were above humans. And then when um, God sent Jesus to become man, the, the um, to kind of what, what we just talked about, like uniting um, God to man and man to God, then like, you know, Jesus can't be below angels because that doesn't make sense. And so humans were then pushed above angels so that, Jesus comes down and then and going back to the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of jump or leapfrogs the angels. And then and then like he kind of went on to say like and that's why you know Satan rebelled because in, in like in his pride he wanted he, like he didn't want to be below humans. And so um which you know doesn't I guess directly relate but it's very intriguing. Well and it's so. it's the pride and the envy that's in Satan is because God loves in such a way that mm-hmm. he would bring us and loves humanity in such a way that he would bring us into the divine nature when he doesn't get a chance to do that. Yeah. He just has to be satisfied, <laughs> really difficult, with the, with the beatific vision. Mm-hmm. But he's not because he wants to be God. And then he, he gets super angry at humanity because humanity gets to be united to God in this, this way that the angels aren't. You know, um, the angels are are still in the heavenly realm. They get to mm-hmm. all the goodness of God. Yeah. But Satan falls in that pride and envy, we would say, and, and the fallen angels do. That's why they're after us. They hate us. Satan and the and the demons hate humanity because of how God loves us. Yeah, and because they're we, so stinking jealous. They don't get what we got. Yeah, and and they don't yeah. want us to get it. Yeah. You know, that's the goal that Satan has. Is like that's why he tries to kill Christ too. He's like. I I don't want these people to to get what you're offering them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yet we do if we walk with them, you know. It's it's such a it's such a happy fault, <laughs> such a necessary yeah. fault to bring about what God really wants for us. Um, it's a, kind of a weighty mystery too. Like, why the heck would God do that for us? Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I think that that's part of the the part of it that it's hard to wrap your mind around because it's, you're like, I wouldn't do that for someone. You know? <laughs> Note that, people. <laughs> but, but, you know, you, 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 you think like, like that's, that is yeah. like, um, like that's too far. Like, like you're, you're loving too much. You know, like there's part of me that like thinks that or like how, like why would you do that? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It's unfathomable mercy. You know, and, um, and so I, I, I think that's, that's part of just kind of the beauty of the mystery is, and it was kind of, it was one of this, one of the readings that I did this weekend was from, uh, was it uh, Isaiah when it's talk, talk, where it talks about like God's ways are not your ways. God's thoughts are not your thoughts. And I'm just like, I, I very clearly see that right now because <laughs> it's like, yeah, like this does not make sense. Not because it's can, or not because it's like, it's too, like it's too much, but it just, it logically why would you do that yeah so um which which so which is cool to be just to kind of like um to see like oh like yeah god's god's love is immensely more than mine just by <laughs> seeing this you know and uh, yeah it's it's um this this concept too or this this theological understanding that he he comes to share in the human nature so that human nature can share in the divine nature it when i learned this and and it like sunk in and i realized it and i remember just being like holy cow it's so much more than i always understood it to be cuz it was this that well i'll get to just be in heaven and you know that's like the goal here. So like, I'll just be able to like, what's heaven going to be like? And like, I'll get to be with others and be before God. And when I come to realize like, no, it's deep. It's, it's more than that. It's that you get to become God. And, 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 you know, people are like, what, what do you mean there? Right. It's the reality that we get to share in the divine nature. It's that we get to share in divine life not just behold that it it's the you know what it's the difference between okay i'm going to think a lot cuz this is a new thought so i'm okay it is the difference between looking through the dining room window and watching a family have a nice meal and and share in love and sitting at the table cuz it's nice to watch that right it's the difference between watching mass through the computer it's beautiful and being at Mass and receiving the Eucharist. That's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That, I think that's an example that works. Because right now what we're experiencing is where humanity was at originally. We get to see, but we don't get to taste and eat. What God wants to do is to allow us in so we can taste and eat divine life. And so that's the old happy fault, the necessary fault, that God in his love and in his goodness worked through this, this struggle, this failure, to bring us to a whole new level that we weren't at before. And so if we look at where we are in the midst of this pandemic and where we are in the midst of this time of, you know, stay at home. I think that that's something to reflect on. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really good analogy.
that, yeah. Wow, that makes me like. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't talked about this before, folks. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, we had talked about like, okay, let's talk about this, and so we kind of talked through some of these conversations before. But as always, I'm an external processor, so as I talk, it's I start to think deeper. And now that one's got me really kind of moved and and thinking. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. The mystery of God's love, huh? And the mystery of how God takes something that seems so bad and he's, he's going to bring it to a... He works through that and brings it to a whole other level. There's a... It's Aquinas, I think, that says, you know, grace builds on nature. Or no, excuse me. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. You know, where there's something bad, grace abounds all the more. Yeah. We just We have to let it, you know? That's the whole Paschal mystery. Yeah, and... Um I was, you know, in thinking about this whole thing too. It's, uh, I think it's one of those where it relates so well to everything else in the world and like in our own lives where it's like, oh, like I, you know, whether it's our own sin or what, or it's the state of the world or whatever it is, it, it's so relatable to that where we can go, yeah, I'm a screw up and I've, you know, this is all that I've done, but but through God being God and what he already has done for us, we can kind of see like, no, this is like, he wants to bring us to more than what we were even without that. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and then with the state of the world too, cause it's, it's, I mean, even before the, this pandemic, oh yeah, <laughs> there was, there was reasons to worry. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but even just to, to think about like, yeah, with, with all the stuff that's going on, like, God can bring it to more than uh, it was. Yep. So, um, so I, I it makes I, you just wonder, like, yeah. what is what is what is he up to? Yeah. Because this is this is like, I mean, this is all another topic, I suppose, and we're towards the end. But this is like biblical proportion stuff. You know, when we talk about like things that happened in the Bible, you know, and you kind of scratch your head, like, how could that be like these big, big, big events? You know, I think of the flood, right? Yeah. Like the whole world. We're shut down right now. Yeah. Like, the whole world is sitting at home, basically. Like, that's biblical proportion, if you will. Like, there's... <laughs> I don't... It does make you sit back and go, God is doing something. Something's going on. That's more than just globalization, you know? And yeah. I get, like, all the like the, the rational reasons why this is happening or how this, you know, is possible, but it's still phenomenal to think about. We've... We've put ourselves into this situation in many ways, too. I mean, uh, yeah, I could go on and on maybe on some different ways of looking at this. But, I mean, just by by developing and becoming a globalized world, which we've made it, you know, and there's so many pluses to that. But because we've advanced so much, this is the this is one of the results of, you know, our advances as a humanity. You know, it's like, okay, now there's this reality because we're so globalized and so moving all around the globe so readily and quickly that this is one of the faults of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Anyways, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> how did we get on that? <laughs> I, don't, I, have, I don't know how you got there. <laughs> I just... I, I, God, is, God is at work, my friends. And he wants to redeem us. Yeah. Re- reason to hope. Reason to hope, for sure. Yep. You know, even with all the... Uh, everything that's going on, there's reason to hope. Yep. So. yep. All right. Well, I I I think that that's a good ending. It's a good ending. 
Well, uh, thank you all for uh, for joining us this week. Uh, stay safe, stay sane, and uh, remember that there is reason to hope. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised.